You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Episode number 74 of that one time on tour is brought to you by the band We Found a Map. SoCal skate punkers We Found a Map fuse their love of 80s movies, comic books, and arcade machines into fast melodic music. You can find their tunes in all the usual places, including wefoundamap.com. Off their second and latest album, To the Robot Graveyard, here it is, their new single, Zelda is a Girl. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. 
Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love want to love or hate yeah imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh has impacted your life uh and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week so triangulate your speakers think about jumping off the bed singing along dancing like an idiot and listen to axe grind podcast Hey, this is Jen from the Bomb Pop, and you're listening to That One Time on Tour. Run for the road, cause it's going on and on. We'll be driving through the darkest night until the break of dawn. We'll be heading for the cities, another show for us to play. To get back in the van, Hey everybody out there in podcast land, what is going on? This is Chris Swinney. As always, I am your host for that one time on tour. If you're joining us for the first time, this is my podcast where I get to sit down with somebody in or around the entertainment industry. And normally we have a kick-ass conversation. Uh, last week I had Rody Walker on for Protest the Hero. Thank you all so much for checking out the episode. We charted all around the world. We actually came in number one in Macau in China. So thank you guys so much for that. This week on the program, such a great episode. I got to sit down with Jin Rizavi from the Bomb Pops, amazing fat records band. If you guys haven't heard them, they're great and they're going to take over the world. So uh, Jin was really cool. I got to talk to her while she was on the road, the Fat Records tour with uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Clowns, and Mean Jeans. And we talked about all kinds of stuff. Uh, the Bomb Pops just recorded a brand new record. There's no release date for it yet. It will be out on Fat Records next year at some point. And Jin has said she's going to come back and talk to us when they have more details on the upcoming record. But we just talked about... You know how the band got together. We talked about touring. She's doing like a solo acoustic thing on that tour. And we talked about that and how it's like only her first or second time ever doing that. And she was kind of scared to do it. But uh, we get into all kinds of stuff. You guys are really going to enjoy it. Before I get to my conversation with Jen, I need to take care of some business. I need to tell you about my amazing sponsors, The Merch Planet. It's an amazing company. If you guys need merchandise for your band, for your baseball team, for your company, for your family reunion, for your girls trip, for your bachelorette party, whatever you need, you need to go over to themerchplanet.com. They're also on all the social medias at the merch planet. You can use my promo code TOTOT15 and you will get 15% off of your order. So head on over to the merch planet and tell them that I sent you. 
I always tell you guys about Permanence Tattoo Gallery. Well, if you are here in central Indiana, you need to head over to Anderson, Indiana, right downtown on Meridian Street, and go to Permanence Tattoo Gallery, and they will take care of you. My buddy Jacob Harrison, he's a past guest of the show. He's the owner and proprietor of Permanence Tattoo Gallery. They're amazing. Check them out in person or check them out online on all the socials at Permanence Tattoo Gallery. So you guys also heard we found a map. Awesome band at the beginning of this episode. They were brought to my attention by one of our patrons, actually our producer patron. His name is Bob Foster. You can check him out at Bob at, at Punk Rock Bob Foster on Instagram. But we found a map is awesome. You need to go to wefoundamap.com and check them out. Last but not least, I need to tell you guys about this amazing documentary that's being made. It's called The Last Scene Documentary. It's about kind of like that, you know, mid-2000s kind of independent punk, hardcore, whatever you want to call it type scene, like bands like Thursday and, you know, Saves the Day and, you know, my old band, the Ataris, and like so many different bands, Silverstein, different, just different bands that were kind of in that scene playing the Warp Tour. And just when it felt like that, that style of music or just that scene of music was coming up, you know what I mean? Coming to the mainstream. And it looks amazing. They're in the stages right now of getting it funded through Kickstarter. They have only a couple days left, so you guys need to go to thelastscenedoc.com and get all the information, and I can't wait for it to come out. It looks amazing. Okay, so that's all the sponsors and all the bull crap I had to tell you guys about. So now we're going to jump into a TOTOT radio segment. Cue the theme music. On this edition of TOTOT Radio, we're going to do things a little bit differently. I put a thing up on Instagram where I wanted you to tell me about your first ever kind of independent music, punk, hardcore, whatever show, and uh, I was going to read some on the air. Well, this week, I'm going to read uh, Scott. He's a patron from Australia, from Melbourne, Australia, and he says that his first show he said, a band called Painters and Dockers supporting a big Australian band called Midnight Oil. I love Midnight Oil. They played a song called, wait, let me see. They played a song called Die Yuppie Die. People threw food at them. Someone threw a chicken drumstick at the singer. He picked it up and threw it back at the guy. The more the people booed, the harder they went. I was 14. I thought it was fucking awesome. Midnight Oil came on and played their super political catalog that the redneck crowd didn't understand, and I watched in awe of the drumming of Rob Hurst. I'm telling you, bro, Midnight Oil is amazing. I've listened to them for so long, and uh, I've never seen them live. They don't get over here as much as they need to, but uh, that's really awesome, and I had a you know, similar experience seeing Rancid and Offspring back in 94. It was my first punk show. And people just went crazy. And I'm like, wow, people, you know, there's so much power and so much passion at this show. It was, it was great. So thank you so much, Scott, for telling us about that. And I am going to play something on this radio segment. 
that's kind of like that. It's a Midnight Oil cover by Alexis on Fire. It's called The Dead Heart. I hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is.
So there it was, Alexis on Fire with their cover of Midnight Oil's The Dead Heart. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That's it for TOTOT Radio this week. I am going to jump into my conversation now with Jen Razavi from The Bomb Pops. Uh, she's also She also goes by the name Jen Pop on all the socials and everything. So if you guys are ready, we're going to do it. This is my conversation with Jen Razavi from The Bomb Pops. Here we go. And I'm on the line with Jen from The Bomb Pops. What's going on today, Jen? Hey, I just uh, got to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, there's there's not much in Omaha. I've been there many times. <laughs> yeah, um, really, I've only been to dive bars in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. So you're on the you're on the fat tour right now with Teenage Bottle Rocket, Clowns, and Mean Jeans. You're opening the show playing acoustic. Is this the first time that you've kind of forayed into doing solo stuff? Yeah, it kind of is, except that like earlier this year. Jenny and Stacy from Bad Cop, Bad Cop, who are really good friends of mine, they kind of like convinced me to go on this acoustic tour with them. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun, you know? <laughs> but honestly, I was super terrified. I, I play acoustic, I write my songs on my acoustic guitar, um, but I never, ever, ever play in front of people acoustic. And I've always been super terrified of it. So when they asked me to do it, I mean, I seriously wanted to say no, but I mean, Jenny and Stacey both really encouraged me to do it. And so we did a few dates with that, um, but I wasn't really by myself. You know, that was a cool tour. We were called the Vagabonnies, and it was me, Jenny, Stacey from Bad Cop, Jen Carlson from F Minus. I mean, sorry, Jen Johnson from F Minus and Jen Carlson, uh, who also was an original member of Bad Cop, Bad Cop, there before Lynn. Um, so a whole lot of gins, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't, we didn't, um, I only played two of my songs by myself. We kind of all joined on each other's songs and yeah. there were some tambourines and shakers. I felt more comfortable. So yes, to answer your question, this is fully the first time I've done this by myself. Are, are you enjoying it? Is there maybe, are you doing mostly bomb pop stuff and covers? Like, are you doing original um, stuff that you've written like just for your solo thing? So I don't have, like, I, I would have really, cause I, again, was, Still, I am kind of terrified of this. And I feel like I'm getting more comfortable with it every night. But um, I, you know, with the Bomb Pops, we just got done recording a new record. And it'll be out sometime early next year. We don't have a release date yet or anything. But um, those songs are really fresh in my mind. And those songs, I mean, I've always written songs on acoustic. But those in particular, um, you know, I spent a lot more time with my acoustic guitar in the last year writing those songs. And... So for me being kind of a little bit terrified of this acoustic thing, I felt most comfortable with these new songs. And it was kind of a weird thing to go out and play songs before they're out, you know, on your record. But um, I'm doing it anyway because I can do, you know, whatever I want. (laughs) And it's kind of a cool thing. I think it's maybe a little bit of a, a teaser for the new record for people that are at these shows. But yeah, so I'm doing a few of those songs, doing a couple covers, and then um, doing two um, bomb pop songs that are already out there in the world. Are you when you're doing like the the bomb pop songs, which you know mostly you guys are playing, you know, big power chords and like punk rock. When you're playing on an acoustic guitar, are you just mimicking like what you did on the record and what you do live with the band, or are you using no. big open chords and stuff? Yeah, um, definitely not. And the bomb pops, the old. Bo- 
songs that we recorded, I, 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 I've kind of, you know, I've write so yeah those songs are different I definitely had to the older songs um, I'm transcribing them differently I'm playing around different melodies and a little, really slow because all that stuff is really fast so yeah. yeah I'm not playing them how they are on the record and one of the songs I play I play Turn Up the Thermostat which was off the last EP and that one actually pretty much play it as it is but just slower and a little bit switching up some of the melody and then I'm playing California in July too, which the way I do it acoustic is sounds totally different. Is it, is it, could, is there any way you could do songs that Polly sings? I know you guys trade off lead vocals. Or are you just doing the stuff that you always sing lead on? Um, I am, well, I'm only doing two older ones, but actually I have so many people asking to hear dear beer and that's a Polly song, but I would love to do one of her songs. I think I really should that or crazy is a really fun one to play acoustic. So a couple of people asked me for songs and I think I'm, I'd love to do that. I mean, I see when like Ray rocket plays, he'll do, you know, yeah. they call me or big Steve, whatever it's called. And that's a Cody song. I think that's cool. I, I know that you're pretty tight with Ray and the guys from teenage bottle rocket and all the bands that are on the tour is, has there been any like, kind of cool like duos or duets like are you guys doing anything together throughout the night uh yeah i'm doing a little thing with ball rocket which it was just kind of they have this part in their set which involves some crowd participation and it's pretty fun and um they were doing it and ray was like oh it's just weird i just you know i gotta get down he's like why don't you just play guitar on that part like all right cool so that's kind of fun and that, that's I'm a also, that's a good impression of Ray, by the way. <laughs> God damn, it's a man with a loud voice. <laughs> yeah, I kept having to like t- put the limiter on him when we did the podcast. It was pretty. Funny. Yes, it's, it's in the van. I, I was just sleeping in the van, and it's all just everyone asleep. Oh, everyone! <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but also, I am. I am the bear every night. You know, we have a bear. Okay. the big paws. And uh, so okay. I am getting up in a bear costume every night. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that's really fun in those, like, sweaty little punk rock bars to be in a full bear costume. Well, the fun thing is for me, it's like, yeah, I'm playing so early, you know, at first, and I'm playing for 20 to 30 minutes. So, you know, technically, I just I do love playing first because I'm done. You go, just get it done, and then you can... Get out of here. Oh. So where where are you right now? Are you guys? You said you're not at the venue yet, right? Oh no, we're at the hotel. Ray just walked in the room, and I walked out. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah, we're just at a hotel nearby. Do you guys get like full sound checks? I mean, or you probably don't since you're on first. It just I don't like a line um, check for the they guitar. Do. Yeah, I like to do a line check because I'm I'm kind of new to it, so try to get the that but yeah i was saying uh it's so nice to be done early by myself and then they're like could you play you know now i'm playing this one song i have to pay attention i can't just like fuck off and get you can't just go get drunk as soon as you're done right (laughs) yeah well i mean i can but then i have to pay attention (laughs) but it's fine i'm happy to do it you know these guys are taking me out here i'm riding in their van i'm crashing in their hotel rooms yeah the least i can do is be there 
So uh, on this tour, I mean, this this podcast is all about touring and whatnot. Has there been any insane things that have happened on this tour? Or has it been pretty status quo a little bit? Um, I have no idea. Sorry. <laughs> the last time I saw it, I was just right in the front. Why isn't it right there? Stupid. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think this is the first tour. I'm usually pretty good. I don't know. I think this just comes with getting older where I just, like in my band, Paulie, I'll know exactly what year, what month, what tour it was when we were at this venue and when we played there last. And all of a sudden, like, I'm finding myself just, everything's a blur. You know, yeah. I saw pictures the other night from Fourth Ward. I don't, I can't even remember, like, what the inside of that venue looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that just comes with, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to think. Um, nothing too crazy. Um, other than like, I really, yeah, nothing crazy except that, you know, I never knew really the mean jeans except I had, I remember a long time ago, I had, it was in 2010 or something, like a very long time ago. I used to work at this bar venue called the Blue Star. And it was a nice restaurant during the day and the after hours, it was a, just a punk venue yeah. in this like scrapyard area of downtown LA. And I remember once playing with the meat and jeans and I'm trying to like, if they played before us or after us probably. And I, I think just trying to stay higher and he looked up and they all just kind of looked at me and they didn't say anything. And I kind of thought that they were assholes for all these <laughs> years, you know? And so I couldn't ever, and I didn't know sometimes those, those like first impressions can stick with you. And, um, but it turns out they're fucking the greatest and the funniest band and kind of like my favorite band right now. I love the new record and I love their sing their uh, jingles record. So, um, I don't know. That's kind of funny. Cause I'm like, are these guys assholes? You know, <laughs> we used to, we used to have a term. We used to have a term back in the Ataris. There'd be like uh we said GGBB good guys, bad band. Because when you'd play like radio festivals and you play with bands like Godsmack and shit like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and some of those guys are the best dudes in the world, but you wouldn't catch me listening to their shit, you know? Oh, but it turns out like Mean Teens is like the best band. Yeah. Well, every band on the tour is great. I saw, Clowns are incredible as well. Um, and, but this Mean Teens was just like, I was like, you guys are awesome. And immediately I was like, I, I get it. And they also said, yeah, we were pretty fucked up. Like, they, remem- they remembered exactly what show I was talking about. And they're like, that's the show we decided not to do drugs before we played. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I, I definitely know. You know, you can't judge anything. But yeah, they're, they're so hilarious. I, I love that band. And the clowns are just sweet, sweethearts. And they've got kind of, they have this crazy energy and they're intense up there and they rock the fuck out. And then kind of scary and intimidating, but then they're the, the most sweetest people ever. So everybody on this tour is incredible. All the bands are great. It's, been fun. I've I've had some dealings with Fat in the past. Like uh, the Ataris had an EP that came out on Fat. I wasn't in the band at the time, but I know a lot of people in bands that are on Fat Records, and a lot of the guys are from like that older generation. A lot of the bands, and they always talked about how it was like a family with a lot of the bands, like you know the Bomb Pops and Teenage Bottle Rocket, and especially these newer bands. Does it still feel like that family vibe? I mean, even when you're not on tour with these guys, do you feel like oh it's- completely? Like there is. A- Completely. You know, um, it, it really is. And even with like the newer generation, but they've always, always, I don't know, we're growing up in Southern California and I mean, we wanted to be in that 
fucking club. You know, we definitely. Oh, yeah. My whole life, around. I wanted to be a part of that club, and I got super close. I just, I'm an honorary member, I guess, because I know so many people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everyone in the punk scene kind of is, but you know, just everyone at Fat though, like personally, I mean, Erin is one of my best friends now. You know, and she's just so incredible and welcoming, and it's a bliss at her house, and she takes care of us, and we've got a fat friends with everybody there. I mean, just sometimes you know, call up the fat office if there's something, ask a question, you know, just you can call anytime. And, and I'm always really excited to see anybody that works there. And Mike, Mike is a dear friend of mine as well. And he's become like a really great friend um, to the band and to me personally. So, you know, that, that family, the, the record label itself is one thing, but then it's like, yeah, I've been friends with huge ball rocket for the past 10 years. And, um, but then again, Bad Cop, you know, we've known the ladies in Bad Cop for years and different variations of their bands. I know Stacey D for a very long time. And so seeing them come up on fat, you know, just so stoked. And then Rosie from Toy Guitar, she was my neighbor, a good friend of mine, actually in, in LA. I moved in next to her and then she signed to fat with Toy Guitar. I get dead. They've been friends, yeah. um, with like Polly's husband for years. I, I love years. those guys and, so much. <laughs> Oh, so do I too. Like, I, I mean, there's get dead, and I'm just glad that like they're on our side. <laughs> have you have you heard any of their new their new their new demos? Then the new stuff they've recorded is so good. When this new record comes out, it's going to blow people away. It's going to be so good. I heard a song, and it is super cool. Sam's vocals are amazing it's it's crazy I sam I, i've never met sam in person but he was on the show through vanessa you I know mean, shout out to vanessa at fat she set this up as well and sam and i hit it off so well that like it'll be four in the morning and i'll wake up to a text of a new demo <laughs> he sends me stuff oh, he sends me stuff all the time and i'm like dude when this record comes out you guys are going to blow the fuck up man because it's so good it's so good yeah i only heard one song but man it was cool and that band is like yeah, they're a fun time, but they're, they're family. Josh played our drummer. I forgot. Yeah. Our drummer played drums on a tour with them. Oh, that's great. So that's awesome. we're very much. And so when they got signed, you know, it's one thing to grow up on that label and grow up on those bands. And then it's another thing to be like, Oh, my band's on SAP. So are all of my friends. bands. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, this is Chris from that one time on tour. Odds are, if you're listening to this, you're in a band or know someone who is. One of the biggest problems facing bands is finding affordable, high-quality merchandise. Well, not anymore. The Merch Planet offers soft, high-end quality shirts starting as low as $6 a piece. And right now, they are offering 15% off your first order to all TOTOT listeners. They have lightning-fast turnarounds and ship everywhere throughout the U.S. and Canada. Head on over to TheMerchPlanet.com and use the promo code TOTOT15 at checkout. You'll be glad you did. So, yeah, the family thing definitely continues. Actually, you know, I had no idea. I already told you, the Mean Jeans, like, my story with them, but I just didn't know them, and I didn't know Clown. So those are two bands on fat that, um, actually, it's pretty cool that I'm able to do this tour because I kind of feel like I do know most bands on fat, and those are the two that I didn't really know personally at all, and here we are, and um, I think, you know, but so I know that you guys, you said you just spent some time in Denver recording the new record. Uh, you, you're doing this solo tour, then you guys are getting ready to go out on a bomb pops, like proper tour. Do you just not mm -hmm. like to be at home ever? <laughs> I definitely 
don't. You know, I was, I, it's up until very recently, actually, right before he left, I got my own place. But for the last few years, I've been kind of floating around. And, um, like every time we go to Europe, I stay longer, like, or I go there earlier. Yeah. And I'll stay for like, a, you know, two or three weeks, I think for four weeks once. And now I'm just like, now, so I don't mind it at all. Um, so this opportunity was kind of one thing, you know, I'd like, I said, I don't, I'm not trying to necessarily do like a solo career by any means, but this is definitely something playing acoustic is what I wanted to, I want to use it as an opportunity to go out and do more stuff on my own. Cause when you're with the band, you really can't just, you, know, you go to a lot of cool places, but you don't really get to do a whole lot. And then, you know, everybody else has their own agenda and basically you, you just need to sleep and rest. You know, I would like yeah. to go be able to book myself, you know, maybe a week somewhere and then hang out in, in a place for a while. Kind yeah, of thing. That was always the, the, the thing that I had an issue with, with touring, like my touring career, you know, you, it was like seven times of going to the UK before I actually saw like Buckingham Palace or Stonehenge because you'd never have time to do anything. Yeah, never done. Like, yeah, exactly. So, um, but I, I lived in Italy in 2016 for about five months. Wow. And yeah, and that was like one of the best experiences of my life ever. And since then, I mean, I've always loved touring, but since then it's like, kind of and I stayed in one part of Italy so I kind of got to know the culture and stuff and that's kind of what I want to do I, don't, I want to be able to do that on my own with uh, the solo thing and it's it's fun it's also I don't know it was something I was afraid of and I, I think the only when they offered me this plot I was like I'm not yeah I mean I can't say no but also very for this opportunity because I don't think I would have it forced me to go do this thing that I've always wanted to do but been afraid of uh, what can you tell me about the new record who did you guys work with out in Denver yeah um, so we recorded with, at a studio called Black and Bloom and it's owned by uh, Chris Fogel of the Gamut okay and he produced engineered mix and math in our first record on that and so we wanted to go with him again but um we also um, wanted. We also had Yotam Ben Horn. Oh, from Useless ID. ID. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. So him, yeah, he actually produced the record, and Fogel co-produced the record. Or they, you know, they both produced the record together, and then Fogel engineered. And we're still uh, getting it in the process of getting it mixed. But um, yeah, that was cool because um, you know we had a lot of songs, a lot of material. And it's one of those things where, I mean, they were just great together. They're also, they had the, a lot of the same sensibilities. And um, I don't know, I love working with producers. I love making is this a song is the best it can be, you know? Like, well, for example, one of the songs that I was, one of my favorite songs I was most excited about, and I showed Neil Tom, and he's like, well, see, your, your pre-chorus is your chorus. Yeah. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, if you just switch them, you know, that's where your hook is. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I just would have never thought about that. I had gotten so used to my way of doing it because I have an ex another set of ears. Like, I know he didn't change any melody. There was no changing of melodies. There was no anything but more of like arrangement and a little um, adding some cool chords that I were in my wheelhouse, you know, and now are. are. And everybody's got their own little tricks and um, things. So it's just a better way, a better way to 
improve, you know, working with different people. What, was there a lot of pre-production? Like, did you guys have demos that they like studied before you guys started recording or did you um, guys just start doing it in the we studio? Did, like, a little both for me. I, cause, uh, was living in Israel and, um, I would just voice memo my, this is how we decided to go with them anyways in the first place. I sent him like three of my songs, just acoustic voice memo. And then he sent back what he would have changed on them. And one of them was like the one I was talking about. I was like, Oh my God, I love, I mean, it made me cry. Like how much of a difference that just switching a couple things made. And then one of the other ones he sent me, I was like, yeah, I like that too. And then the third one, I was like, no, I like my way better, you know, but that was when that kind of the dialogue between that thing and how it worked and how, what he did and then how, you know, we worked together. So I actually worked with him quite a bit back and forth via voice memo. And then he came to LA like a week before we all went to Denver and I met with him. Holly was super busy and she's got her family and stuff. So we got to her songs more in the studio. And then, I mean, at the band, we played a few of these songs before we went to Denver, but um, most of them, yeah, we, we, we spent an extra week ahead of time in Denver sitting down like, kumbaya style just kind of working them out and then getting the drum parts down kind of like setting that stuff in stone so it was cool i lo- i mean i love that experience the whole experience is really good is there a certain way that you guys put songs together like outside of the studio though like do you guys hash out all the parts or do you just come in with like a full song done and like show everybody in the band pretty much we like come in with a full so- it depends a lot of times, like for me and Polly, like we'll come in with a full song, what we think is done, you know, or what, what, where it is for us. But we're like, okay, this is what it is, but let's see what we can change or omit or add, you know. And then sometimes on this record, I definitely had two songs where I love, like I had, you know, two verses and kind of a half of a chorus kind of thing. So it was kind of finishing up and putting stuff together. And sometimes I ended up met, like meshing together two, two, two pieces I thought were different songs and you can use them to put together to one song. And it's always got the same kind of vibe actually. And then there's a couple of stuff where, you know, she came in with a song and I had this bridge to a song that I wrote a long time ago, but we always liked the bridge, but we never liked the rest of the song. So, and her song didn't have a bridge yet. And we're like, whoa, what if, remember that one thing we wrote? all those years ago and we pulled that out and stuck it in there so it's kind of a combination of things but for the most part like Polly does her thing and i do my thing and then we come together so you guys i've been playing together for quite some time uh i like to go kind of deep on this podcast i know we have limited time today but can you kind of walk me through how you and Polly found each other you guys kind of seem like musical soulmates yeah for sure you know she's she's a few years younger than me like five and a half years younger than me so when i actually met her the first time i met her i think she was like 14 or i think she might have been a freshman in high school or maybe i can't even yeah and i wouldn't go to the same high school or anything but i there was a, a music studio and where we lived in san diego where the guy had like lockout rooms and but he also taught guitar lessons so i would either just senior in high school, just out of high school. And I'd go there with my friends. We had like kind of a band and we'd pay hourly to practice there. And so I only saw her hang- hanging around and she was just so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously was in like middle school or something. Yeah. I maybe just out of middle school and so cute. She was like this 
adorable blonde girl and she had a red BC uh, Rich Warlock guitar. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's the guitar that girl has. That's awesome. But she was like a shredder. And so she was taking lessons with the guitar player there, the, the guy who owned the studio. But he also, like with her and some other students, had a kind of simulated band thing. And so they would like gig and play shows. And he was an interesting guy. He was like, loved like 80s hair metal. Like he loved Cinderella. Like that was like one of his favorite bands. Awesome. And so they had a band and they didn't have, at one point they didn't have a bass player. And I don't play bass, but I was always, always hanging out there. And so uh, I, uh, Started playing bass with them. That's kind of how I got hanging out with her. And then at the same time, I was like, "Well, what do you like listen to?" And I, don't know, I, I gave her a bunch of my. I remember I gave her Melancholy CD, and I gave her. Um, oh my gosh, so many CDs that I just burned her stuff. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know, we, we should start our own band. This is cool and all, but like, let's kind of this. Let's play something like this. And I remember she came and she wrote a song, and it sounded. Um, Kind of, you know, I think I was showed her No Use for a Name record or something, whatever it was. But it was in the vein of like all of that. I was like, yeah, see, let's do this. And then because I was out of high school at that time, but she was still in high school, so we ended up playing her Battle of the Bands with um, at her high school with our first show. Did you guys we win? Won. Did you guys? You guys won the battle. Yeah, we won the Battle of the Bands. And then the second year we played. And I never got to do battle dance when I was in high school because, like, it was, I don't know, it was, it was different than being a girl and playing in bands. I mean, nobody wanted to, I always wanted to play in a band with people, but nobody, I never, I was, like, like really sincerely trying to play with people and kind of never, you know, never took them seriously. So that's why when I found Polly, I was like, this is, you know, I need, I need to play with another girl. Yeah. And I, I think things have changed a lot since then, you, you know, in the last 10 years with how many girl women play in bands and new bands coming out. I mean, I have, I have a music camp. I teach guitar for a living and I have a music camp for kids where we put bands together. And I I will say that I've been doing the music camp for over a decade. And within the last few years, it does seem like the ratio of, you know, boys to girls is kind of evening out a little bit. Yeah. I, our, uh, bass player works at guitar center. Uh, he does like the, um, all the graphic design. And the website layout. Yeah, I saw you. On, I so, saw you yeah. on a catalog. I think, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Actually, if you go to the Guitar Center webpage now, I don't know if it's up, if it's live yet. But he has, you know, he worked from the road on the Sunken Drillbit tour we were on and got all these shots of all the bands because he has their permission. So it's all fat bands. Like the Lillingtons are on there. There's Get Dead's on there. The Last Gang's on there. Um, so he was able to use all that. Cause you have to, you know, have the permission and yeah. pay the photographer and all that. And Neil's like, well, Hey, let me work from the road and everybody else is down. So it's pretty cool. But, um, no, they, he was saying that like Fender and Gibson did some, uh, you know, survey recently and it's, yeah, by far the girls are the young girls are kind of like the number one consumer for guitars. So it's a whole kind of branding thing too. He's changing the, the vibe and that's like, it. and, um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. But it definitely wasn't like that when I was in high school. Well, that takes me to, uh, one of my listener questions I'd like to ask you, Bob from California wants to know what female musicians had the biggest impact on you to become a musician. 
So that's a question that I actually get asked a lot. And it's, I honestly, to be 100% honest, there wasn't one. Like, of course, growing up, like, I like, I love Tragic Kingdom, but I never wanted to get, I thought, you know, like, Gwen Stefani looks cool. I thought the band was cool, but it wasn't what I listened to all the time, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, that wasn't anything that I wanted to be. Uh, same thing, like, when Distillers came around, I was like, cool, but, like, never really listened to, like, Distillers were never one of my favorite bands by any means. And um, also, you know, and I, you know, it wasn't until later that I got into Riot Girl stuff. Yeah. And still not super into it, but I, like, appreciate it and realize, you know, how important the movement was and the history of how, like, you know, how they are actually influenced, how bands are influenced by them. But I really wasn't, you know, I loved Blink-22 and I loved Green Day and I love No Effects. Yeah. And I love um, Sublime, you know? I, I <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you ever get sick? Do you ever get sick of like that question coming up? Like no offense to Bob who asked the question, but I mean... I, I would think that as a female in a punk band or just a female in music in general, you would want to just be based, you know, like judged on your merits and, and what music you're putting out. But it seems like, I mean, I've, I've heard interviews with you and with Polly and with other bands, you know, around the same kind of genre. It seems like they, they concentrate a lot on the female aspect. Does that kind of bug you? Well, it doesn't like, it's, uh, it's such a, like, you know, it, it is what it is. And I don't think that there, I don't, I'm never like, you know, it's cool that it, it's a thing. And I think it's important. And it's definitely something that makes our band stand out. And sometimes, you know, something that makes your band stand out, you know, is a good thing. Yeah. But also there's also kind of talk right now where it's like, well, we can't just all label it as, um, female, you know, we don't want to be it's, it, people. It, they can never, nobody can ever figure out how to address it. So as much as people say, like, we don't want to be labeled as a female-fronted band or people don't want to try not to do that, we still kind of are, yeah. you know? So I'm fine with it either way. If it, and it, it's honestly, the, the bigger thing is, um, you know, what bands, what, what do we sound, what, you know, I, we want to play a show with Bad Cop, Bad Cop, because they're our friends. We are a similar style of band, and that makes so much sense. But if people then go in to be like, oh, it's just like a ladies thing, it's like, yeah, well, it is because it's awesome. But also, yeah. I mean, is it when people want to see no effects and live acting together? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I've had you on the line for quite a while. I know we had to do this a little bit shorter. You've got to go play your gig. Uh, can you tell me what's in the future for the Bomb Pops? I know the new record's coming out. You guys have some dates coming up as well, right? Yeah. Uh, we've got the Snack and Shooter tour coming up with uh, Tightwire and Potty Mouth starts in October. And then uh, a couple cool shows at the end of the year that haven't been announced yet. And then this new record just being super busy as soon as it comes out. So hopefully we get to talk about that soon. Hopefully we can talk to you again when that happens. Yeah, I'd love to have you back when the new record comes out. Uh, can you give out the socials for yourself and the band so people can check you guys out? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at The Bomb Pops. And I'm um, at Jen underscore Pop. Okay. On Instagram, and then we've got Outlaws, Change, Ball Rockets, Moonbeams, and the Clowns, and the Fat Tour. Cool. Well, everybody out there needs to go check out the Fat Tour and check out the Bomb Pops when they come to your neck of the woods. Jen, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. Have an excellent evening and an excellent show, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, okay?
Thank you so much. Yeah, let's talk again soon. Yep, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. So there it was, my conversation with Jen Rizavi from the Bomb Pops. I had such a great time talking to Jen, and I cannot wait to have her back on the program in the future to talk about that new record, because I'm sure it's going to be awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate all the support. The uh, you know We've been charting so much, and there's been so much growth with the show. It's just amazing. And if you guys want to get involved with that, there's a couple different ways you can help out. You can go on over to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash T-O-T-O-T podcast. I just uploaded a brand new bonus episode over there. So uh, you guys can get involved at the $5 tier and you'll get access to all kinds of really cool bonus content. There's also a second tier. It's $25 a month. It's a little bit saltier. It's called the producer tier. And I would like to give a shout out to our producer on the producer tier over there. Punk rock Bob Foster from Hemet, California. Bob, thank you so much for upping your pledge and becoming a show producer. So if you guys want to get involved, head on over to the Patreon, or if you want to do just a kind act for us to help us out, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. It really helps us grow and it helps us gain visibility. This show will always be free. If you feel like what we're doing is worth something, check out the Patreon. If not, just leave us a nice review. Five stars would be amazing. So thank you once again. I am going to get out of here, but I have to tell you about the next episode. This next one is awesome. I got to sit down with Lars Fredrickson from Rancid, the old firm Casuals, Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards, and about a million other bands. We had a great conversation, and uh, we talked all about the brand new old firm casuals record that's out on pirates press records we talked about rancid stuff and playing saturday night live and playing with the misfits at madison square gardens we talked about all kinds of crazy stuff so come back for the next episode with lars from rancid and the old firm casuals and you're gonna love it it's gonna be great so i'm gonna get out of here now like always it's super late and i'm tired but i'm going to play A song I've really been digging lately. This is called Dear Beer, and it's off of an EP with the same name. This is The Bomb Pops, and uh, I think you guys are really going to like it. If you're new to The Bomb Pops, you need to check them out. Go stream all their stuff. Buy some vinyl. Fat Records will hook you up. Go to fatrec.com and buy something. So here it is without any further ado. Dear Beer by The Bomb Pops. See you guys later. Chris out. I'm about to hit send I'm waiting for the weekend The days go by so slow Saturated expectations A million shitty situations Does my disappointment show
Pirates Press and Pirates Press Records, and you're listening to That One Time on Tour. If you haven't already, please check out rocktheshipfestival.com. Pirates Press is celebrating its 15th anniversary by throwing a punk rock show on the deck of an aircraft carrier here in the Bay Area. We've got Cox Bar, Subhumans, Street Dogs, Off With Their Heads, Monster Squad, The Drowns, and Territories, and seven other club shows to go with it. Tickets are cheap and going fast. That's rocktheshipfestival.com. Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!